Live from Studio Sumter on Liberty Street in beautiful downtown Sumter, this is News Without Ink, a part of the Item Podcast Network presented by SKF. SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Welcome back, everybody. It is good to be here with Kayla today, uh, but unfortunately, we are here under very sad circumstances. Uh, last week, a, a hectic week here in Sumter as uh, as we, we lost a valued member of the community here. Yeah, um, this was not a fun week to cover or to experience um, just in the community as just as a regular person. Um, we had a sheriff... Uh, Sheriff's officer killed in the line of duty last Tuesday, and um, the whole week just kind of has been surrounded by that. Um, on Sunday, about 1,500 people came out to his funeral, and his name was Cor- he was a corporal, um, Andrew Gillette. He was 36 years old, and um, he was just trying to serve an eviction notice and a detention order, so kind of a seemingly mundane um, a seemingly mundane task. He had apparently been saying he'd to one of his friends, he said that he had already served about 100 papers in February. So that he worked in the civil process division at the sheriff's office. So horrible event. Um, but, you know, the the community really came together for it. it you mm-hmm. know, what, what do they say? Like you you come together over tragedy or you see people unite over tragedy, right. which is definitely what happened. So, I mean, if you have to have any type of, you know, hopeful end to it, um, the community was very supportive and it was interesting being kind of being a fly on the wall for it. Um, just seeing everyone come together and support each other and console each other. I mean, they came out and people came out in droves and the fact that there were 1500 people there at his funeral. Um, I mean, they came as far the New York police department came. Wow. So apparently they send people to, you know, fallen officer memorials and the Yankees send flowers to every fallen, every, um, city where there's a fallen officer. So, wow. Yeah, this is the first uh, law enforcement officer to get killed in the line of duty in Sumter since 1996. Unbelievable, yeah. yeah. And uh, like I said, a hundred paper already, and this yeah. is just a, a just a random, senseless thing. Um, and uh, there's all these stories I keep I keep seeing come out, uh, personal stories about about um, him, and he just you know he lived his life here in Sumter the way all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, do I, I, I note the, the line you had there, but he went to cut right mm-hmm. once or twice a week, you know, uh, right around the corner here. So, uh, you know, he's just, uh, you know, he's a, uh, a Sumterite here and, uh, uh, glad to see the community came out, um, to pay their respects. I, as I was driving by, I saw they had parked his car out in front mm-hmm. of the, of the, um, the office there and, uh, there were flowers and everything. And I was driving by the other day and I saw hordes of people all around the car and everything. So, this has been a thing all week long where they've really tried to uh, find ways to uh, let the community uh, you know, show respect for uh, for, for this uh, terrible tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he had, he had an 11-year-old son. Mm. So, I mean, you just, you know, you, know, you can yeah. never imagine no one wants that for anyone. But, you know, especially for, for, for it to happen to someone who is just doing their job. So, yeah. 
it's pretty pretty sad, but everyone everyone came together. So hopefully the family is um, finding some closure and some solace in in how much support they have from from people who they're close to and from complete strangers. Um, one thing about him, he really liked trains. Apparently, oh. so I thought this that was kind of a, a unique note to remember him that he loved trains. Um, his family members were even putting little toy trains on his at his funeral on his oh, casket. Wow. Did I see that? Was that Sumter High School? Is that is that where they had? It was at the Civic Center. The Civic, yeah. So that so the Civic Center was filled to the brim. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I thought I saw that uh, in one of the photos. You could kind of see the the athletic stands. Yeah. And, yeah. and everything in the background. I mean, and the whole floor was law enforcement and family. Mm. There were probably almost eight hundred seats on the floor. Wow. Um, and it was all law enforcement. It yeah. is. As a as someone who covers sports here, I, I typically only get to see uh, you know I only see the um, the athletic side of it. Obviously, mm-hmm. I see these uh, you know these kids out here uh, working hard, and uh, you know the, the coaches and parents trying to teach them uh, the various values that athletics can teach them. But uh, I don't get to experience what you do and what Micah do on a daily basis, which is that you you run into these situations where. Uh, where there's just tragedy all the time. Mm-hmm. What's that like for you to go into some of these situations? You know, I know, uh, you know, we hear calls of, of shots fired and things like that. And, um, and then, you know, we get calls and you go out and you, then you've got to be in these situations. Were you at the funeral or? You, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what is that experience like for you uh, to be, uh, to be a part of this and, and to see that all week? Uh, I mean, unfortunately you kind of just, get used to it or you know you learn how to how to just focus on kind of it being a news you know it being your job and it being your news story in that moment um and not getting caught up in it you know Mm -hmm. just kind of separating the emotions from it Mm -hmm. um that was a little harder for this one you know there are certain things where it's just impossible to do that or you know to push it away and you know and you kind of um after you're done and away from everyone, you can think about it and, and actually let the the human side of it come. Right, but right. yeah, it's kind of surreal, especially when, you know, I'm not from Sumter. I've been here a few years and, you know, I'm still learning how the community works. And, you know, I, th- I, th- I think this, the way that everyone reacted was pretty standard for anywhere, you know, anywhere in the country, mm-hmm. like people, you know, people will come together in support of a fallen officer. Um, you know, who was, who was killed in, the, in this way, but it, 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 especially, you know, being in the South and, um, how kind of tight knit everyone was, it, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a fly on the wall at certain points, you know, especially at the funeral, having, having to cover that. Like, I, I wish that I didn't have to, I mean, for the fact that I wish, you know, he wouldn't have been killed in the first place. And it's just a weird thing to cover, mm-hmm. um, you know, but being able to cover and then, but then thinking about it, I guess, that we are part of Sumter and we're part of the, of the story of, of what Sumter is telling. So if something terrible is going to happen, then we're going to try to tell it in the most tasteful, you know, in the most real way possible to, to honor his memory, you know, so that we don't just forget about it, you know, as soon as it happens. But so it's surreal and, um, you just kind of have to separate it. I started out as my, my first full time job as a reporter was as the, crime and courts reporter so i kind of came up in that and yeah you know you either for the for the non-serious part things that happen you kind of have to get this weird sense sick sense of humor and then for the serious things you just have to know that you um you just address it head on and just do your job 
I know le- last week I ran into Mike at a basketball game and it was during a day, I think maybe, maybe, maybe this day, but, but also later in the day or maybe the next day there was a, uh, a, um, a bad wreck here in Sumter that, uh, well, someone had passed away mm-hmm. and, uh, and, he yeah, and was, that was an 18 year old, an 18 year old. Yeah. And he was there as the mother got to the scene and realized that their yeah. child had, had passed and, that is just something I don't think people understand on the front lines of, of like every day going mm-hmm. out and, and being at these tragic events and stuff and how that can wear on people. And, and to your and, point about, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, I mean, and, and that's just us, you know, we, we're just there covering and then we, we go home. Like imagine the, I mean, I could never be a nine, a, a mm-hmm. dispatcher in the 911 center or a first responder, you know, right. all of these people who came out to the funeral, like just the, the bravery and the courage to actually go out and, and affect that change. And it, it, it's very, it seems very hard to take yeah. action and everything in, in yeah. that moment too. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing I was, I was going to mention is how difficult it is to, to, to cover these types of stories as well. I, I remember back, uh, earlier in the, um, earlier last year when I, towards when I had first started, I remember we had done a story, we had the missing girl mm-hmm. and, um, we were we were posting stories about what we knew about what the police could tell us and we were getting a lot of pushback i remember on social media from people about well, why aren't they telling us everything something's right. missing things like that and it's so hard to try to tell this type of story while giving a complete picture when the you know sometimes the investigations aren't done sometimes the right. information isn't released sometimes there hasn't been time to get the full story and things like that and to balance that uh, right. while you're also trying not to take part in a grieving process because you're a human being you right know? yeah that over the summer when Navea Adams mm-hmm. went missing uh, her and her mother and they ended up both having been killed um, that was probably one of the harder stories that I've ever had to cover um, just because of the how long it took to find her and how many people were involved. And yeah. And because there was a lot of pushback, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so whether rightful or not, um, people who are grieving both will, you know, sometimes say things and do things that, that are spurred by that, that being in the moment of, of grieving, you know, so you don't want to yell back at them. Because everyone right. reacts differently. Right. Right. But also, I mean, you just can't answer all their questions and you can't, you know, it's just kind of a, a lose-lose because everyone's upset and almost nothing you say is going to really help. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Tough week. Uh, tough week for Kayla. Tough week for uh, City of Sumter last week. Uh, Kayla, what else did we have on the agenda we wanted to get to? Light, a light schedule this week, I think. Yeah. Um there is, there's a couple things going on this weekend. Um, there's a swan con. If you've never been out, this will be the second year it's happening. What would you, what would you think, um, that, that swan con means? <laughs> um, knowing a little bit about Sumter, I would assume it has something to do with like going to the swan garden place and dressing up as a swan. No, but that, no, no, but uh, we should do that. Sign me up for that one. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, If you do make sure that we are there because we will take photos. It's, um, it's a, it's a a comic con type festival. Okay. Okay. You know, but swan because Sumter, whatever. But there's going to be a comic book, artists and panelists and it's just a, a type of local comic book art um festival and on saturday so but it's on friday and saturday 
at Patriot Hall. And on Saturday, there is going to be a cosplay contest. We went last year awesome. to cover it, and, and there's some pretty good I, costumes. I say, there's got to be some great photos. Yeah. That. Mike is going to have a field day with that, I bet. Yeah. The you creative types. I think I just gave you a brilliant idea here. We you need to be the the Sumter Swan superhero, all right? The the Swan that saves the city from uh, who knows I some, mean, some sort of evil corporation why, or person. Have you heard of the Lizard Man? <laughs> I have. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, so the Swan, the Sumter Swan fights the Lizard Man. That's what I think. Uh, you you creatives get out yes. there. I want to see that comic book volume one coming out uh, shortly. And then when people dress up and do it, I need you to cover it as if <laughs> it's an actual sporting event. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Count count me in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. What to back to backtrack real real quick. I guess yeah. you were you were pointing at something on our notes that I missed, and you know to kind of end on a on a little bit of a happier note with what we were talking about um, from the week. Uh, yesterday, actually, well, this week is Read Across America week. And this week, um, on Tuesday, some students at Oakland Primary School dressed up. They, you know, they do this annual thing where they dress up and put crazy hats on because it's all about Dr. Seuss, oh, okay. um, which is Read Across America week. And adults come into schools and they read books to students and so instead of just dressing up in crazy hats, they decided to um, to change it to saluting your heroes. So they put they dressed up like local superheroes. Oh. So like, they dressed up like the sheriff's office, and they invited um, people from the sheriff's office out there, and they had signs with with um, Andrew Gillette's face on it. So oh, that was kind of a, a yeah. cool, you know, just engaging everyone. So that was that was pretty sweet. That was a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really, uh, really sweet. Was Mike able to get photos of that? Uh, Bruce was out there, Bruce actually. Bruce was out there, yep. got, got some photos, did a story. I'm going to check that out. That's yep. great. And then just we had one last bit on uh, what's coming up this weekend. Yeah, um, there is a Kiwanis Pancake Breakfast on Saturday at 7 a.m. at Alice Drive Middle School. And tickets are $8.00. It's an annual thing that they do. If you need, um, actually, so, someone is, I see some tickets right here <laughs> because Micah has been slacking on selling his tickets. So if you need tickets, uh, talk to Micah at the item and he can sell them to you. I, I actually, and I feel like we can't get out of here. I know that was uh, the last, uh, normally we would end there, but there's also a little bit here in the notes that I want to cu- uh, touch on, especially given the conversations we were just having today. And that's about the question of whether or not, um, uh, deputies should get a, a, an increase. I guess there's been a little bit of controversy yeah. around this. Yeah. Uh, a salary yeah. increase. I'm never good at reading my notes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, the, I mean, this is unrelated. It's just, you know, happening at the same time. Right. Like we just to start out, I don't want it to come across at all saying that that because deputies think they're not getting paid enough, it led to someone dying um it's just bad timing right yes and totally not related and uh, yeah. it would have flown differently it, in our podcast had uh, had i read the notes uh and yeah. got us an order but that's okay we need clearly we need to um we need to go to read across america week <laughs> i think so um but the sheriff's office the, really since i think november they have been attending every county council meeting asking for uh pay increases across the board not just for starting salaries so they actually skipped their first meeting since November on the day that he uh, that oh, Andrew died. Wow. Um, but I mean, and this is led by the whole the whole agency. Um, I mean, Sheriff Anthony Dennis has been leading the charge in this. Um, they they just they they feel like they need more money, and um, it, this is, it's kind of a statewide problem. I've you know other agencies across the state have been dealing with this too. But the the starting salary for a deputy in Sumter 
is $31,000. And for a detention officer, because so the sheriff's office runs the jail here, mm-hmm. is $29,000. And that is without um, any experience or degree. And the uh, Sheriff Dennis is right now is the president of the South Carolina Sheriff's Association. So he kind of gets like a you know, a better glimpse of what's happening throughout the state. Mm-hmm. And he says that that starting salary is in the bottom quarter of the state. So they're asking for an across-the-board raise, not just a starting salary raise, because people who have been there forever, you know, the um, the deputies who have the experience are the ones that they're losing because they, they've, they're just – they're going through years and years without really getting that much of an increase. Yeah. We quoted uh, Shelby wrote a pretty good in-depth story about it a few weeks ago. And in it, she quoted a sergeant who's been there for 14 years. He has a four-year degree and he's making almost $43,000. So, you know, that's not, it's not a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's actually including a stipend for him being on the county SWAT team. Oh, my dog just walked in. <laughs> hey, Breeze. <laughs> can't uh, can't complain about that type of uh, podcast she's our new, right there. Yeah, she's <laughs> our new podcast mascot. She really is our um, our item mascot. <laughs> Not to get totally sidetracked on a serious subject. No, no. Dogs uh, tend yes, to do that. They do do that. Um, and especially Breeze, who is yeah. uh, as lovable as they get. Hey, Breeze. Um, no, you're, you're right. That is not a lot, especially when you consider um, uh, the, the demands of the job itself. Um, it, it's tough. I, I, I see at the end when we had a little poll where we, uh, we asked the community what they thought and that came in at 50%, 56% said yes, uh, salaries, uh, it, should be raised. Go ahead. And the poll is, poll is saying, even if that means increasing taxes. So yeah. And again, to be clear, I mean, the county council has been supportive. I mean, they're, you know, saying they're supportive of, of our law enforcement here. They're not saying, you know, we don't support y'all and you don't deserve, they're not saying you don't deserve the raises. I mean, you know, you have to get money from somewhere. Mm -hmm. So Sumter County and the city has been, um, you know, they kind of pride themselves on not raising taxes. They haven't, um, or the city hasn't, I think in like 10 years, I don't, I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but, um, yeah, you know, anytime you raise taxes, it needs to be for a reason and you need to find the funding somewhere. So they're working with, they're working with the sheriff's office to try to, you know, look at the budgets and figure all that out to try to put it in next year's budget. You know, obviously teachers need a raise too, you know, everyone. Yeah. So just yeah. figuring out the funding, where it comes from, who gets it and and how. Um, the county's budget is approved in June, so we should know more soon. Gotcha. It, and it's, it's interesting. It's it, it, it kind of is that, that long-held um, resistance to the raising of taxes that kind of gets you in this situation where you have all of these uh, publicly funded positions that are underfunded because nobody's been raising taxes mm-hmm. through, through time. And then it puts South Carolina in, I mean, as they're saying, in a in a state where it's at quite a disadvantage compared to other um, other states. And that's why you see uh, in the article, uh, I believe you said Shelby wrote, uh, uh, you're, you see loss. You see people that are uh, that are leaving because they see they can make more money in North Carolina or Georgia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and they've got to do that for their family. So mm-hmm. it is it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. I, I get the whole everybody being against raising taxes, but uh, sometimes you have to do that to take care of your people, to take care of your roads, to mm-hmm. you know, increase safety, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, so you said June is when the, the vote's ultimately going to come in? Yep. All right. Yep. Well, so we'll we'll know more by June. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the uh, the deputies will continue to be at that meeting. Uh, you know, every month as uh, yeah. As expected. And those meetings are open to the public. Um, it's on. They're on the 
second and fourth Tuesdays, that's either city or county. I don't read the item to find out. <laughs> there you go. It switches off between city and county on on every other Tuesday on on when they meet. But um, all city and county council meetings are open to the public. So check so, them out. Yeah, and there's public participation moments um, in each meeting, so you can you can voice your opinions on whatever you want. Awesome, and hey, that's not just on Facebook. You can actually do that in real life. Who knew? That is true. Who knew? To people who are in charge. <laughs> That's right. Who can make a difference, maybe. Yeah. All right. That is it for us this week on News Without Ink. Thanks so much for joining us, as always. Don't forget that News Without Ink and all the podcasts here on the Item Podcast Network are brought to you by SKF Sumter. SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries, SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Thanks.